This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. like to thank Miller Outdoor Adventures today for sponsoring this episode, and we appreciate them. Located in Northeast Arkansas on the Cache River. Let me tell you something before you skip past. You guys need to hear this. If you mention the MVM show to them, they will give you a $50 a day discount on their rates. So what's really cool about these guys, Travis, is that they do guided uh, hunts or self-guided hunts. I like that option. I like being able to do it myself if I want to do it or with people. But they got rice and bean fields. They got duck and snow goose conservation hunts. They uh, have all their prices on their site. It's MillerOutdoorAdventures.com. You can call or text them to book a hunt at 870-586-3004. Very family-friendly. And you can bring your own dog if you want, which I think is pretty cool. You can check them out on Facebook at MillerOutdoorAdventureNEA. And like I said, check them out, guys. And don't forget to mention the MVM show when you call up. They're out there in Northeast Arkansas. And we might even be finding ourselves out there one of these days very soon. So they got available dates in November, December, and January. And then they got the unguided snow goose hunts. And they got dates in February from like February 2nd to the 28th. So the whole month. But days are going off. I already see the updated list that he sent me. And dates are dropping off pretty fast. So, in fact, they've only got two days left for guided snow goose conservation hunts uh, in February. And they only have three dates left in March. So, go check them out. You will not be disappointed. Great people. Nice guy. I've talked to him. And uh, thank you and thank them for sponsoring this podcast today. So, Big Dog Travis is going to be doing 
Yeah, so this is uh, Travis with, uh, I guess I'm with Mid-Valley Mercenaries. I would say so. I'm a small <laughs> small part of it, but uh, well, today I would just kind of like to, uh, you know, I've known Titus since he was knee-high to a, a short, ugly grasshopper, and um, yeah, and he, a while, a few years back, he decided to uh, start doing some some filming, and it's uh, blossomed into a YouTube channel. And I just never really, I think we talk, we talk all the time. We talk a lot. Mm-hmm. We're but, best um, friends. You know, I just, I just kind of like to do like a, an interview with them and um, got a couple questions for them. Just questions I've thought about and um, kind of like an interview. And so here we go. So first question. So how do you feel that uh, Mid-Valley Mercenaries uh, has affected your life? The, the whole Mid-Valley Mercenaries thing, the YouTube channel um, and, and what, how has how has it affected your life, personally? Personally, <clears throat> I think it's affected it. It has brought <clears throat> a lot of new people in my life, uh, people that I would have never met. Good people, for instance. I mean, look at you know Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and his dad and his fam- I know his family and his kids now. His wife and his kids. They actually put me up for a night mm-hmm. in their house. I mean, amazing conversations. And I don't like staying with a lot of people or hanging out with people I'm not being grown up with. But I felt right at home. I mean, we sat and drank coffee with him and actually even Aiden from Cherry Creek Outdoors till midnight. And then went and scouted and had fun, you know, during the summer this year when I was out there working. Yeah. When have I, how would have I ever had that relationship without it? Um, Matt. Zavonic, even you've got to experience yeah. that. That's another friendship, another state, Nebraska. Um, uh, Josh from Outdoor Limits, he's out there in Kansas too. So, I mean, to me, it's brought a lot of relationships to my life. Um, I look at it more like that. Like, I can sit here and say things about, oh, I got this sponsor. And that's, I don't, I mean, that's cool. And that's awesome. It helps take care of stuff for me. But that is, honest to God, not why... I'm doing it. That doesn't, that doesn't change my, that hasn't affected my life. And like, what, that's going to come and go. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's not something that I look at and think, man, that's a big, big part of my life. And if that goes away, that's just going to be the end of the world. I've been buying all my stuff for years and years and I take care of myself and I work hard for what I have. And whether it's Sitka or whatever it is that people want to trash or say stuff about, Hey, I worked for that. I worked hard for that. And how this channel has affected me, I mean, man, that's a broad question because I'm like, I'm trying to think. It about, is really broad. We there, started out broad. Like, I well, just, I mean, there's know, so just, many things like, what are you thinking of specifically no, I mean, like, too? Like, to me, I'm thinking like, okay, what, what has, how has it affected you? And it's like, okay, that's what, something that um, I see as a positive, right? Mm-hmm. You've, met, you've met people that you would have never met before. Mm-hmm. You've developed relationships that you never dealt before. Duck hunting is fun. We enjoy it. You mm-hmm. know, it's what, it's what we enjoy. But so much more than that is when you meet people and you get to become a part of their lives, and you have a, a positive uh, relationship. It's sitting around something that's good, that's wholesome, or can be good and wholesome mm. if you treat it right. It's it's a, it's a positive. So th- I'm thinking that's a, it viewed you in a in a positive aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's taking up more of your time, right? It takes up time. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You know, it, it takes away time. You know, from your family in mm-hmm. a sense. You know, things like that. So, but. I think the rewards of it have been outweighed anything as far as like, you know, the time that's taken away or whatever. And right. you're already doing it. And we talked about before the memories that you have from these hunts, 
you know, you remember certain things about hunts, mm-hmm. but you can now look back and visually yeah, exactly. relive that moment. Well, that's why we started doing it in the first place. And I've said this a bazillion times, but the reason we started, I didn't know you get paid for doing videos on YouTube when I started this. I had no idea. I just wanted to say, hey, this is a place like, okay, I record this hunt. I got it on my computer. That's great and fine and dandy. But no one else can see it besides me. What right. about sticking it on a platform that Travis, whenever he wants to go back and watch it, can watch it. When Thomas wants to go back and watch it, they have the liberty on a platform that it's shared. Yeah. I never thought anybody was going to go sit there and watch it and subscribe to the channel. So it's more from from what you intentionally intended it to be. Yes. To what and it is and today, I still, even cool. today, like, okay, I'm not going to lie. I get frustrated when there's a good video and it doesn't get a lot of views. I'm like, but then you see someone else's that gets some and it's like yeah. trash footage and you're like, what in the world, man? Yeah. Like, I just didn't. And that was kind of my next question. You know, what was your inspiration? And you talked about that, you know, being, um, wanting to just be able to go back and look at your hunts, relive the moments mm-hmm. that, you know, people that you were hunting with can look back on it. And, um, yeah, so that that's really cool. Um, so uh, my next question was, uh, how long have you been actually filming? Because I know that, you know, you've grown as far as I think that your editing skills have went up, uh, you're seem to be doing more and more and more where you you kind of have reached in and seen what viewers want to see right mm-hmm. seen it from that point of view mm-hmm. and you know what what were you into filming before were you into photography or anything like that what inspired you because it takes a certain set of skills to be able to go out and somebody's like looking at my are truck they looking or, at your truck uh, that's what i was wondering he stopped right by it dude yeah i don't know Looking out the window. Is he really? I don't know if he's trying to get in. He looks like he's hidden right behind. What in the world, dude? Keep, hold on. Let me. <laughs> he's got some kind of bag. Or is he got, he's got a blower? Yeah, so I got my car parked out here in front of Titus's. And it looks like there's an older gentleman right next to my truck. And he's. Bent over and maybe he lives there. Maybe he's doing yard work. Yeah. Dude, you know what it is? It's the neighbor. It's his mom's house. And they like they like uh vacuuming up the leaves and he's trying to get the leaves. <laughs> you parked right in front of her house, so she he must not be liking that probably. Maybe not. He's like, who is this? He's guy? not no, he lives it's his mom that lives in the house. I was like, what is that Dude, guy I thought he was doing? getting ready to break in your truck. <laughs> There's nothing in there for him to steal, but I mean. I don't understand. Like, see, see yeah, how he's I got the nails? Yeah. It's like it's not sucking, though. I know like, you guys can't up. visually see this, but we, we're getting a good time out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can get back on topic. I can't remember what I was saying. We no. were talking about, I was asking you, you know, did you, were you filming prior to, to oh, starting your YouTube channel? Was you, was always, you into filming? I, okay, I kind of was because as a kid, my mom and dad had a camcorder and I was always gotcha. doing stupid stuff. Gotcha. Like, I'm talking, I, my mom has videos for me like eight years old, nine years old, doing that little kid obnoxious, walking around the house, running around the house, videoing everybody, videoing myself, slamming, dunking on the rim when it's, gotcha. you know. I remember something about like a, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Your own X Games, right? Yeah, we did. We did that. <laughs> yeah. So I was always kind of interested in that stuff. Gotcha. Uh, pictures. I've always loved good photography. I've always have. Yeah. I've and always you've gone into that a little bit more lately, right? Yeah. This year, I finally invested the money and decided, like, I'm doing it. This is what I want to do. And Caleb's a great um, 
Caleb, what's his, what's his, Montalejo. uh, does he have like a Instagram yeah. <clears throat> Check or, him out. you know, a Facebook page or what? I mean, how can people go and look at yeah, Caleb's go, uh, stuff? And who's kind of been like your mentor, right? He's, kind of yeah, my mentor. This? That's the word I was looking for. It's Caleb, C-A-L-E-B dot Marmo, M-A-R-M-O-L-E-J-O. He, he's going to blow up one of these days. Like he's, here's the thing is Caleb's super humble and yeah, Caleb really is a great nice guy. guy. Awesome guy. Like, we've become very good friends. We talk probably three, four times a week. Awesome. Yeah, I've met him once and had really a lot of good time. He's actually a producer. He's the producer for Bethel Music. And if you go on Bethel okay. Music's page, they have 1.7 million. I mean, they're huge nice. on Instagram. But they're huge. They create music all over the world because uh-huh. they do like they do like high-end production, like music videos and all that stuff. Gotcha. Okay. And he's the producer. Nice. Like, he's the main guy. Okay. Well, Caleb, here's another example of Mid- what Mid-Valley Mercenaries has done. is He's like, dude, I just saw you as a guy truly trying to help new duck hunters, right? And he said the first video he ever seen of me was the one, um, get into duck hunting for cheap. He goes, that's the first video. And he goes, I watched like four or five minutes of it because I wanted to get into it. And he goes, you literally answered all the questions I was wondering nice, as a nice. guy that knows nothing about it. Yeah. And he said after like four minutes of watching, like, this guy's not just trying to make a video. He's trying to actually help people, which is, I feel like I've always tried to be a sincere person. I'm not, if I wasn't, I'd be putting up these stupid faces and on my thumbnails and all these little things that are, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like clickbait type click of stuff. Clickbait stuff, like they everybody else does. And they get all these mm-hmm. views. And it's like, I'm not going to sacrifice who I am to try to fit in this clickbait style to yeah. get more views. That's not me. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I'm a public land duck hunter out in there with everybody else. Yeah. And I don't want to say, oh, he's this guy on this platform mm-hmm. on the videos, but he's this guy in person. I want to. I want people like, man, he's the same. You know how many times I've been told that, Travis? Meeting people in person, like, you're the same as you are in your videos. Yeah. And you know what? That kind of leads me to my next cl- question. Would you consider well, yourself? I never, hold on. I never finished about okay. Caleb, though. Okay. Caleb, Caleb needs props. <clears throat> yes, Caleb's, because yeah. he's majorly helped. He listens to the podcast. We're actually going to go hunting next week together. We're going to try to get a bunch of content and stuff. <clears throat> but, um, anyways, he messaged me, emailed me, and mm-hmm. I seen it, and I was like, I get a, a lot of emails honestly on midvalleymercenaries at gmail dot com, and I try to respond to everybody. Sometimes they get through my fingers. I forget or get busy, and I feel bad because it's just impossible to try to keep up with that stuff. But I truly want to help, so I try to, even if it's like a year later, I've emailed people back like a year later, <laughs> like, I never responded to this guy, and I try to go back, plus Instagram, Facebook, all that. But he sent me some of his work in his email. He's all, this is some of the work I've done. I would really like to get out and film for you guys. I don't want nothing from you. I just want to film. And I looked at his stuff, and I was like, holy cow, his stuff's really good. Well, that was two years ago, but we didn't end up getting a hookup. Yeah. Well, then... I think he messaged me and we started slowly talking on Instagram or something. And then we end up hooking up. I think that was the first time last year was in Northern California. Northern California, yeah. I was okay. up there first. Wait a minute. How'd that Did work you meet out? him before? You guys I know came you guys up on that week. talked quite a bit, but we, we came up, we went up north. What, and but we that hunted. was the same weekend I hunted with. He hunted. Remember that was he shot his first duck that hunt? No, but he was filming stuff. It was just me, him. Who was up there with me? I don't, it wasn't just me. I think it was Nathaniel. Okay. Or something. Because remember, I was up there before. Yeah, it was me and Nathaniel were up there, I think. And he started, he's like, I'm going to bring my cameras. I got this expensive camera. And then he was going to, I think that was on a 
whatever day it was, uh, midweek day, and then Saturday you guys rolled up weekend. Friday night. Okay, because I we came up with Jake. Yeah. I think that was it. Maybe yeah. we met before that. I can't remember. Anyways, okay. man, we hit it just like that. And so again, that where that would where would that have come from without that? Never. Yeah. Never exactly. in a million years. So yeah. it's up to me. It's the biggest part is the relationships. Yeah. And getting to be able to travel more and do more because I couldn't. I couldn't just do it off of what I make. But this has helped substantiate a little bit and help me for these trips and us to yeah. get to go on stuff opportunities. Gotcha. All right. So my next question: Would you consider yourself a role model? Well, I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody likes to think of themselves as like someone people like look up to or role. But you, you have to be because I am. Because I put myself out you there. You put yourself out there. So in a sense, people. It's not. I, I think you would be whether you chose to say, "Oh, I'm a role model. I'm not a role model." Yeah. You don't you really are. have that option to you say, don't. "I'm a role model" or "I'm not a role model" because. When you put yourself into that, into the position that you're in, I would say, people look at you and whether you like it or not, they make judgments off of that. And, you know, they, they have a, a perception of you. And, you know, we know, you know, there's a lot of uh, young people getting into duck hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Duck Dynasty, I think, influenced a lot of people to duck hunting. Oh, yeah. And they, so role model, influence, whatever you want to call it, I mean, how, how, do, you, how do you view that responsibility of people watching you. I mean, do you take that seriously? Do you like, I don't care, you know, what, what, what they think. I'm just going to do my thing. You know, I'm not going to change who I am, you know, or what you are and, and what you portray is, like you said, people said, you know, you, you're the same here as you are on video. Mm-hmm. You know, is that something that you have to work at or does it just come naturally? You get where I'm going with this mm-hmm. question. Well, I looked up role model just out of curiosity what it means. It says a person whose behavior, example, or success is or can be emulated by others, especially by younger people. I I don't like every time I'm going out think about how I'm affecting younger people or people in general, or I'm a role model, I got to do this or that. But I do think about what I say, what I do, how I act, how I present myself, how I hunt, what I try to teach others. I... To be honest with you, Travis, I really think it has affected me in a way, in a positive way, because I'm not saying I was doing bad things or at all, trust me, I was keeping the regs and the rules, but I have tried to be more disciplined in my own self and maybe shots taken. But I think that's part of growing in general anyways, right? Like as you grow it as is. a duck hunter, we go through these phases. We've talked about that. And I want to do another there's, episode there's on phases. That. Dude, the first phase of your life is all about shooting seven birds are your limit, whatever that is in whatever yeah, state you're in. You're exactly. right. You want to shoot that limit. And you don't even ident- you can't even identify birds. And you're just, oh, I got seven birds. It doesn't matter to you if it's seven hen shufflers or whatever. It's like, I got seven birds. That's yeah. cool. And there's, that's a time and place for that's cool. But I don't feel like I should be at 15, 20 years of duck hunting still being that same deal because there's a maturity level. Like I don't, I don't have to shoot seven birds when I go out duck hunting. Like today, we're gonna go out hunting. We may shoot one Drake Mallard period between three of us, yeah. Or we may shoot one a piece. Either way that works out, I'm gonna be just as happy. Yeah, and I don't care who shoots it. Exactly. And that's why I'm kind of at, like, like you're talking about stages. I'm at that stage where, exactly. I, I just like, well, I want to be out there. I haven't mm-hmm. been out this season. I want to be out there. I don't care if you shoot the bird. I don't care if Thomas shoots the bird. I don't care if it's triple banded. I could care less. It's just about being out there and having fun, exactly, and enjoying the moments and just. Like I, and that's one thing I've really focused on this year is just enjoy the moment. 
you know, and yeah, enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Well, that we, I don't want to get off on this tangent because I'm trying sure. to ask, answer your questions, but I keep going off on rap trails. But we've had this conversation so many times. It's not, and it's taken me longer. And I figured out this out a while back, a few years back. It's not the, it's the journey that we talk about and that we love. It is not the experience. It is not the shooting the duck. Yes, that is one of my favorite things in duck hunting is a bird to be locked and like cupped and coming right in green head, orange feet down. Like you never forget those mental pictures. I have, you see that mental picture. You don't see, see the, oh, the the impact of the of oh the impact of the shells hitting. You I mean, you don't see that. You see yeah, the bird locked up coming in. That's just the the heart. That's the final touch yeah. of the whole process. But getting back to the role the role model thing. I mean, whether I like it or not, and I I don't not like it. Right? I don't mind. I don't like get a a gleeful delight out of all oh, these young kids like me. Are they? And I'm talking about local kid, like yeah. the young guys, right? They're always coming around. We're always talking, and I can get on their level because we have something to relate about. Yeah. Normally, I'm not going to relate much to a 14, 15-year-old, right, as a 37-year-old man. But when we have common things as far as calling, working ducks, not shooting them high, um, oh, how hard that was walking through that mud or whatever it is, dude, we could talk for hours. It's not because they're extra mature or I'm really immature to get on their level. It's because we have one common thing that we love to do and it brings us together. And so the role model thing is, it does pressure me and make me want to be better. It makes me want to um, portray the right attitude. And you don't have to be stupid or act like a moron shooting the shooting the ice or doing stupid things to draw attention to make more people watch your videos or more clicks or man, I want to hunt with you because you, you just have such a good time. I, You can have such a good time. I feel like Caleb has said this. He's like, dude, I've hunted with other people, waterfowl. He goes, it ain't nowhere near as, as, as fun with hunting like when it was with you and Travis and Talon that one time. He said that to me lots of times. Mm-hmm. And what were, what were we doing out there that was crazy? We weren't acting stupid. We weren't we were just out there screaming and, and hollering. Yeah. We were just, it was sincerity and we were being us. And I guess us is is to laugh and to smile and to high five and have a good time, but then get serious when it's time to get serious. Yeah. You know? Gotcha. So I don't know. I don't feel like I really answered your question about that, but I do take it serious. I yeah. do take it serious. I absolutely do. And it's not just people way younger in their early teens or young. I know a lot of people have said, hey, I'm a full-grown adult. You know, I'm 30, 40, 50 years old. I'm just getting into it. You know, and so I'm like, Dude, that's awesome. You know, like I'm glad I can have an impact because we talk all the time about hunters' numbers being down. Yeah. Again, I didn't get into it for this, but this is part of it's taken. And I'm glad I can be a positive one. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think I've been I mean, I've I've made mistakes. Like last just last year in a video, I flock shooted into a massive group of honkers. And I look back and at now I got caught up in the moment. That was a bad call. That was a bad decision. That wasn't a to me, that wasn't being a good role model, um, but but here's the here's the ticket, and that is being honest about your mistakes. And a lot of people don't want to do that. I did that one episode about the guy that basically shot right at this dog. A whole group of people that shot right at this dog as he broke, and never once could just say, you know what, that was dumb of me to even raise my gun and point that way towards a dog. Instead, it just was, well, you know, you haters, you haters. It's like, dude. 
I get hate. I get plenty of hate, and but none of it's legit. There's, but there's times when people say stuff like Kevin's dad was like giving me a hard time about that. Mm-hmm. I guess he was on the phone. He's all, I was all, you're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have did that. That yeah. was, I, you know, it's not the end of the world, but you got to admit your faults. Just like we did a political podcast a while back about Joe Biden and the Afghanistan debacle thing. He never, he was just saying how good he did and how good he was and praising himself. It's like, that was not a success. Yeah. So that role type of role model, never admitting wrong and never admitting you made a mistake is bad attitude and that's one thing i won't ever do is i will admit like yeah. i want to be that way you know so. and that was kind of my next question you know like, because any i think on any youtube channel if you scroll through the comments and uh, if you're paying attention to it you're gonna have you're gonna have that that certain aspect of people that are looking for anything mm-hmm. at all to be critical about mm-hmm. and you know and you, you know, or people suggest things, you know, maybe they, they may not come out and actually say it. You know, people are a lot more bold when they're behind a keyboard yeah. and they're not face to face or whatever. But um, how has, you know, there's there's been positive to the Valley Mercies and what you're doing, but how has the, the negative things influenced you? Um, you kind of talked about that, you know, you look in like things, you know, you're willing to admit when you're wrong and, you know, yeah, I shouldn't have done that, you know, but it's not something that you try to, to edit out of the video like, okay, no. you know. This basically what you're seeing is what I've left it open. You've left it open. I've left myself open for yeah. ridicule. And so, so <clears throat> I mean, how do you how do you face ridicule? You, ridicule? Do you think it's just something that's always going to be there, no matter what? Which I'm sure it is. Yeah. Oh, sure. And but does it? How does it affect you? How does it? Do you you change your approach at all? Do you keep doing what you're doing, or do you try to be one of those people that cater to everybody? And I don't think that that's something that you that knowing you on a personal level that you try to do. I think that you're you are who you say you are and. You know, I don't see you acting any different. Like, oh, yeah, Tyus acts this way. I'm, you know, because I'm not around you 24 hours a day, right? I'm watching your videos like, oh, yeah, Tyus doesn't act like that when, when you know, when when he's not on video. Mm-hmm. I don't see that in you. But how has negativity when you're out in public? Mm-hmm. Are you always, like, looking <clears throat> over your shoulder like, okay, you know, when's this somebody going to come up to me and, you know, and, like, you know, get in my face about something that they've seen or, you know, about they don't <laughs> like? Or, or do you That's just the funny keep thing going? Is, you know, yeah, I, I, that, that, <clears throat> that's the funny thing about that. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. It hasn't happened yet, and it's not going to happen. Guys don't have the balls to come up to me or Thomas or you and say something about us, but like you said, they'll hide behind a keyboard. I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm a, I'm being fully open right here, and that's what I always want to do, and I was going to do a podcast on this anyways, but somebody called a federal game warden trying to get us in trouble for filming, okay? They almost would be correct. And I, I, I wonder, I really truly believe that the people that did that probably listen to this. I know they watch the videos. They may not listen to this podcast. But the thing is, is they were trying to stand, all they had was the federal game warden called us. And he, he, knows, he knows who we are. He said he even watches the videos. He says, I've never seen one thing you guys did illegally or wrong or unethically. Think about that. That's coming from a federal game warden. He is not a friend. He's not a friend as in we've known him for years and he's just trying to cover bases for us. Yeah. He straight up called me, Thomas first, talked to him for 40 minutes because we've talked to the game wardens around here. Yeah. We tried it. We want to do what's right. We don't sneak extra cells on the refuge and do all these things that people do on public land refuges in California all the time. And um, anyways, he called... And said someone's complaining that you don't have a permit for filming, which they have no clue that there's no record. You How cannot, would they know if you the had pub, it or not? The general public can, exactly. 
And and the guy knows, you know, the federal game warden knows this. He knows someone's just out after us for no, because they have nothing else on us. Zero. And he goes, well, why are you doing this? Why do you care so much about these guys? These guys have been around for four or five years or whatever they have. Why have you never called before? This is the first complaint we've ever gotten about these guys. And he goes, besides that, you can't even, you don't have no clue if they have a permit or not to film, right? Because it's it's about federal lands or whatever. Yes. And um, but by the way, just so you guys know, uh, nine ten months ago, the Supreme Court totally ruled that out. That uh, it's a uh, you got to pay for that. So that's not even you can't even no one can even come at you about that. You can film on federal land, and you do not have to pay the permits. It's like ten dollars a day, two fifty a month. I can't remember what the year is or something, but uh, I had the list. Me and the game we were talking about it. Anyways, we but. He was just kind of, basically it was pretty cool of him because he was just letting us know that, hey, this is what these guys are saying about you, but you don't have nothing to worry about. And it was just nice for a guy that don't know us to say, you know what, there's people out there that have vendettas. He was, he asked them, I guess, he said, do you guys have a vendetta against them? Did they do something wrong to you? Did they steal your pond? Like, what did these guys do? Oh, no, no, no. There was like two or three of them, I guess, mm-hmm. together as a group. It wasn't three separate calls. He said, "Do they do something against you, or steal your pond, or or shoot you on accident, you know, sky bus?" And I don't know. He said, "No, no, 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 nothing like that. We just we want to check, make sure they're doing the right thing. That, like they care so much about what we're doing, you know, and that they they have advertisements and stuff or whatever, and they're making money. They can't be making money without that. And that's why, you know, the game owner just shook his head and was like, "Give me a break. Like, I really, who has time to do that kind of stuff?" And and the fact that they're wrong too is the is the fact, and it it just felt kind of good. But how that's affected me from the beginning, Travis. I've you know me, you've seen the growth of everything. It used to make me really mad, like comments of people saying stuff. Yeah, and we would res- snarkily reply reply back and say stuff in some of the videos, like "Oh, sky, we're sky busting this and that." And um, but I've changed. I've grown over that, and I'll tell you something else. People have too, though, because there used to be people, I can name them right now and I won't, I know they listen to the podcast and they probably wouldn't even care that I mentioned their name, but they used to make some sharp comments and say some stuff in our deals and I would always either not reply or reply nicely or mostly not reply. And after they would get to see us on a continual basis after four, five, six, seven videos, they would they would actually apologize. I've got emails, people saying, I totally judged you wrong. I judged you off of one little 30-second clip of a video that, even though we weren't even doing nothing, they just thought the shot was too high because it's a GoPro. And we're friends. What, the one guy, he knows who I am. I just won't say his name. I don't think he'd care, but he's invited us out on his property to go dove hunt. We chat, we talk, we text. So... I don't care who you are out there. If you like us or don't like us, if you mess in person, I don't believe for one second there isn't a person that wouldn't shake our hand, yours or mine, and be like, you know what? They're good people. And I'd probably feel the same way about you. Yeah. But people get jealous. People, uh, what else is it? I mean, what else? I try to think of like why people even do that. Uh, maybe you don't do it the way they do it. That's a big problem I've noticed in different parts of the world and different states. Mm-hmm. People do things different way. Yeah. And I and I'll be honest, I'll raise my first hand and say I've been guilty of doing like, oh, that's stupid doing it that way. 
Yeah. And it's they're in Texas. Well, how in the world do I know what you need to do in Texas? Yeah. My judgment of other people has went way down because I've seen what I've had to deal with. So, Travis, to be honest with you, it's made me a better person in general with having this and dealing with the negativity and facing the ridicule because I have learned not to judge too quick anymore. Me and Kevin talked a lot about that. Mm-hmm. He even said, Kevin even said, yeah, I kind of like had a thought of you guys, yeah. you know, and thought, mm, you know, he's like, man, they always got the birds, but they just don't do it how I do it. And he said, I had to f- overcome that is realize no one's going to do it like you do it. The only thing that makes it wrong is if you're being unethical. Yeah. If you're, if you're lying, if you're stealing, if you're cheating, if you're breaking the law, yeah. that's when you have an issue. And so if anything, facing ridicule and negativity has made me better and stronger. The, every once in a while, I like to have fun and poke the bear because recently, um, what was it? Someone was like, and they might listen to the podcast, I don't know. And, and I might want to say, if you do listen to the podcast, someone commented on our Idaho video that we, uh, oh, no wonder. That was our only comment. No wonder opening day was so busy, or I can pull it up, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So that comment in general didn't make me mad or nothing. I just kind of la- like, I kind of made a joke of it. I even said some stuff on Instagram on the stories. Like, oh, we've ruined duck hunting. And I kind of replied that. Yeah. And then they were upset that I replied. He said snarky. Well, I don't, I've watched you guys for a long time. I don't think I deserve the snarky response. And I was like, well, I was just giving back to you what you just gave to me. Like, see, people can't take the same the approach same. back. So, yeah. And, and, and too, sometimes and again, I think that happens. And again, whoever you are, if you're listening to this, I'm not, I'm not upset at you at all. And I hope you continue yeah. to watch the videos. I mean, and... And don't get mad and shut us out for that. But I think if you put it out, I think you need to handle it. Yeah, I think I think too. Like so, so let's say you in Idaho or whatever, right? You go different places, right? And like you talked about, people do things a different way. Yeah. So I think, and this is just me personally. If if they see you doing something that you know wasn't within like their protocol, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, just like hey, you know, I noticed this about you know what you're doing, and and you know, you know that can kind of be frowned upon, you know. I would recommend this. Yeah, but when you when you like verbally attack somebody, right? Well, what what, what, what sometimes happens? You, you get, could take you get that, that different you, ways, though. You get that response back, right? Or sometimes you know, text you don't always like know the tonality behind it. Yes, and you can mistake that. Oh, totally. And that, I, I noticed that with text, you know, with uh, you know, with wife, my wife or whatever, <laughs> right? Right. right. You're like, what what would you mean by that, mm-hmm. right? And like, that's not what the way I meant it. You know what I'm saying? But you can. You can misinterpret it. Misinterpreted the tonality, but here's the thing: no tonality. with that comment, that was not verbally attacking yeah. me, right, yeah. at all. But I, I'm gonna pull it, it up. It was like an insinuation. It was a, it, but there's no way around that comment. Is what basically what uh-huh. he was saying? Well, you know what? I'm not gonna say that. Maybe he, I totally misunderstood him, and I actually said I apologize if I misunderstood you. So I'm not out here to attack. Um, I'm gonna find it right here. Well, this one guy said, great, more Cali refuges in Idaho. Go home. We're full. Yeah. And some other guy actually came back at him. I never replied to that guy. Well, I think with that and right then, there. And then a guy said unscri- unsubscribed. Yeah. But like, if I'm you go someplace, I think, you know, because as duck hunters, right, there's places like I've never been before that I want to experience. And if you get upset with me showing up there and hunting, then, you know, I, that's really not going to bother me. I've never thought that. You when I pull in the, Travis, when I pull in the refuge not, parking lot and yeah. see 
see other states' plates than I have. Yeah. I've never thought, like, what are they doing here? Exactly. Because Ever. I think I think, you know, everybody should experience get to experience yeah. different things. And you know it's a free country. if you're Do doing something you wrong, yeah, okay, point it out, right? And and I'm sure, sure that as us as you know, no one no one myself and you that would we try to correct that and not do that, you know, mm-hmm. because we don't want to disrespect somebody else. We don't want to disrespect their hunting place, right? Right. We want to. Well, we we're not going to get that stuff in our videos to kind of blow spots out. Too. Yeah, and, and we, if you recognize it, it's because you've been there already. Yeah, we we want to leave it better than what we came. We want to enjoy it, and then we, we want to leave, but we want to leave it, you know, the way it was or better than when we came. Um, so like I said, there's gonna be negative. I think there's positive mm-hmm. and everything. Um, well, let me read. Let me read this because I, I, if this guy's what? Why is that comment not in here now? I can't find that. Well, anyways, I guess it doesn't matter. I don't want to get stuck on that one comment. Yeah. But it, I mean, hey, I might have misunderstood the guy. I don't. I couldn't really interpret it any other way. But people speak differently, and they mean different things. So who knows? Yeah. But you know, I don't want to. I don't have no bad feelings about that at all. But it was just like. <laughs> You're you're saying basically that this video was the reason why it was busy on the opening day, and that wasn't even when that was. Yeah, people have no clue when our videos are. They're weeks behind when we actually film. Like everybody thinks, Travis, that that video that came out Monday, mm-hmm. they think that was our opener. Okay, who cares? I could care less. Sometimes, as long as the longer season goes on, they're going to be hunts are going to be four to five weeks behind. Yeah. So people that are tracking us. Not necessarily the people that really enjoy our videos, but man, maybe want to see kind of where we're at or what we're doing. Yeah. But there's people that watch us just to see where we're at to leech off that to try to go find spots. Yeah. Which, like, oh, this is a hot place, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure that's very, I'm sure that's very few and far between. But, but I've talked, again, I've talked about the, we've talked about this. If you know a spot, yeah. right? If you've hunted that spot before, you mm-hmm. recognize it and we're, and, and you see it in the video. Mm hmm. Then you, you, you've you been there. you're gonna know it's good. You're gonna know it's bad. You're gonna know when it's good and when it's bad if you know the spot. So I mean, if you're basic, if, if you don't want to blow out your spot, then why? Then why? Don't make a comment that hey, you guys are. I, we know where you're at. Well, great. I'm glad that that you know where where we're at. You know that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, you know what we're experiencing, what you're going through, and you can relate to that spot. But if you're looking at it as a as a as a negative thing or or like oh yeah, I know where you guys are hunting. Then it's a, it's a different it's your mindset. I don't yeah. understand your mindset. Well, you're to that. me you're and this is pretty sharp, but you're ex- a sad excuse for a duck hunter if you have to base where you hunt and when you hunt off of someone else's stuff. Like I don't think nobody's doing that. I sure hope not. I sure hope people aren't watching it and then trying to base where they go off of ours. <laughs> because you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't think they're doing that. Surely people are not doing that. Well, I, what what I've experienced being a little bit older than you Somewhere out there, somewhere there's somebody Someone is. is because there's 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 different there's different. Look at, there's, you know what I'm proud there's of? There's a whole gauntlet of people. You know what I'm proud of right now, and I'm gonna say it out loud. Matt Walls, my brother-in-law, I'm proud of him because he went out there opening day afternoon, which is by far one of the worst times to go out to a refuge. And I've told Matt, I've told him, we talked about. It. He called me the other day and said, "I did it, man. I shot my limit. You know, he shot his limit." Mm-hmm. And he's very, very new hunting. I don't know if he's actually shot his limit before. I think that was his first time. Okay. He's shot, you know, four or five birds at a time on hunts. He took his my nephew out there, Logan, and they went out there. And he, he, I told Matt, there's just a few things I can give you, great tips that you'll use the rest of your life. And that is if you come out in the afternoon, get your binoculars or just use your eyeballs in your head and look to where birds are working. Right? Not hard. Not hard. 
Anybody can do that. Anybody. My daughter can do that. My nine-year-old can say, hey, those ducks, right? We'll yeah. land it over there. Okay. And I told him, I go, Matt, look where the birds are. Go where they're at. Yeah. If you're at a spot, I mean, we're, I'm talking common sense to you, but like for people that don't know, some people don't think about these things, right? Yeah. Go there. You go there and they were still 100 yards from where you were at. Move there. Exactly. And you move until you, where the birds want to be. And, and, and that's, he goes, that's what he did. I guess, Travis, he went to a spot. He saw birds liner. So he went where he thought they were because it was a ways away. Mm-hmm. He said, when we got there, they were still in just a little bit farther over. He said, he picked up, moved it again, and he shot his limit. Tra- Richie shot like four or five birds. Yeah, I think he shot five. Logan shot a, a cinnamon, his first Drake cinnamon till. And um, Landon shot a bird. Landon shot a bird. Yeah. Dude, I was like, I am so stoked for you, Matt. See, I go, you don't have to go with us. He, somebody was like, I got to go with someone. Like, no, you don't. Pay yeah. your dues. I told him that. He goes, oh, you said that. Pay your dues. You know, pay your time. Yeah. I mean, I get you want to, like, we're, we're family, right? And I get that. And we've went on hunts and everything. But I'm like, duck hunting to me is not a massive group sport. I, I want to either hunt by myself or three people max. I don't want to hunt more than that. Like, mm-hmm. I, that's just me. I don't. It's not that I don't have fun. We've been out there with nine people years ago. I remember that one day. 13, I think, one time oh, we was had it? one pond. <laughs> Me, you, Richard Burns, Tom, yeah, there was Tara, a ton of like, us. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> that, that was the stage of life I was in at that time. I can't do that anymore. And then you're fighting over who shot what, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just, that's just not me anymore. I, I don't want to do that. Like, I avoid that at all costs. But I do like the camaraderie, though. But anyways, I we've really kind of... We've exceeded... Well, what else? What do you got? Oh, I just got a couple more, and these are just fun wins. I, I put on here, how do you feel about being responsible for keeping birds uh, from migrating from Canada? <laughs> um, you know, you've kind of stopped them like in their tracks. They, they're not going to migrate anymore. And then um, my last question, um, and I think this is – I know the answer to this one, but I, I said, uh, why why Sitka? And, um, you know, I, I Sitka gets a bad name. You know, it's, it's criticized by some people. Oh, it's too expensive or whatever. And I, I think I know your answer, but you, you wear a lot of Sitka brand. And I know why you wear it. Personally, no, because I wear it too. And we wear it for the same reasons we've talked about it. Um, You know, and I can kind of answer this one for you. It's not about, oh, yeah, look at us. We got Sitka on. We're cool, whatever. It's just about the the the, the, the functionality of it, the quality <laughs> yeah. of it, how light it is. I've wore other stuff and... um. You know, I, I think I, I know how you feel about Sitka. We're not sponsored by Sitka, um, but we really like their products. Not saying that we would never use another product if it came along. That, right, you know, right, that, right. Like, hey, this is this stuff. This is cool stuff. You know, um, you know, I, I today I got a Killicon or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I have Kuyu pants on. Like, okay, big deal. You know, it's just because. Yeah, is it more expensive? Right. Yeah, but it's about the quality. I've I've had other stuff that you know didn't last as long. It fades. Right. Whatever. Right. And so to me, it's like okay, I'm gonna. Put a little bit more money into my sport, what I like to do, right? I mean, I feel like use the best stuff you can. You know, if you can't, if you don't want to spend the money, fine. You know, if you if you can't afford it, fine. You know, use, but buy the best stuff that you can buy for what you have and, mm-hmm. and enjoy using it. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't make you a better hunter. doesn't make you kill more ducks or, you know, who cares? Right. You know? It doesn't. And we've never said that. Yeah. Ever. I mean, if I could afford, if I could afford a, a you know, I don't know what you, some off the wall brand of shotgun. If that's all I could afford, you know what? That's what that's, I'm getting. That's the shotgun I would yeah. buy. If 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 you know, for years I shot, you know, Winchester shells. They were cheap, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes it was because of, of of money, you know. Yeah. I didn't have the money to go buy expensive shells, you know. Yeah. I, I'd buy cheap shells. You know what? I had just as much fun, shot yeah. just as many birds. Yeah. 
But now, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm shooting heavy shot. Mm. It's just I like the, I like the shell. You know, mm-hmm. I like shooting it. Mm. I like the results. You know, and it's not because I want to look cool or whatever. Because I'm not on every video. I still shoot the same thing. I still wear the same thing. I don't care. You know, I'm out there just to enjoy yep. it, be with my friends, be with my family, and and have the best experience I can have while I'm out there. Well, let me tell you a funny story real quick, and we can end it because we we gotta get out, get out. Yeah, go we gotta go. <clears throat> but uh, uh, this uh, week ago, speaking of Sika gear, I had my Sika waiters on, and I had my um, Delta waiting jacket, Sika Delta waiting jacket, on top of that, on the outside of my waiters, right, because it is raining. <clears throat> are starting to rain. So I had on the outside, right? Not tucked in inside the waiters, which I usually do if it's not raining, but it's kind of pointless, right? Like, yeah. if you're wearing the Delta waiting, it's usually because I'm, it's going to rain. I really don't like just wear that jacket just to wear it for warmth because it doesn't have a shell, but... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I had on the outside, zipped all the way up to my neck. I was in the boat. It was just me and Rocky. I jumped out because I seen the water was clear and I could see a bottom. Like, oh, it was like only about a foot deep. I jumped out. I went all the way down to my neck. I still didn't touch bottom. Basically, it was it was uh, like a moss <laughs> with stuff in the moss that looked like it was the ground. Dirt, yeah. So, uh, word of advice, test the depth before you jump out. <laughs> you need but a I was, pole. I was, yeah. You need I was, a long, I'm like going to put one in that boat, actually, just for to, real. to measure it. <clears throat> I already it thought that. It may save your life. No. And that's the experience of not hunting out of a duck boat. personal flotation device. I have one. <laughs> yeah, in the boat. <laughs> Let me get it before I jump back. Yeah. In. Well, anyways, yeah, <laughs> I went. Really, what stopped me is the buoyancy of waders getting tight and like just the pressure. Yeah, it stopped at my neck. Okay, so now I'm like, it, this all happened within half a second. <laughs> I launched back back out of the boat onto the timber deck and realized I was bone dry. Not a drop of water. Had got how in the world? What happened is everything sucked, <laughs> sucked to me because <laughs> the pressure. Yeah, I jumped out quick enough. I was like, "That is amazing. That is a test I have not done yet." And you felt you went to the, your neck. I went to my neck. Absolutely <laughs> did, dude. I, both arms were under the water. Both arms, <laughs> Travis. I have all my gear on, dude. I just jumped in. Like I was thinking, I'm I jumping. Wish Thomas on the would ground. have been there filming. Oh my goodness, I wish I had a video <laughs> so bad. And I had forgot my GoPro though. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have probably had it on and running. Yeah. That would have been epic. <laughs> but anyways, so that's something. Another amazing thing about that gear. That's just that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, also, if I would have swam around in there, I'm not going to still try, <laughs> but it was just crazy. That, and I, we mean, Rocky sat in the rain for like four or five hours. And, and I never, you know, I get to the truck, rain stops. I get out of my clothes. I'm bone dry, dude. Like, how many times have we hunted in the rain with our other stuff? And have, it takes a little bit. I have. Okay. I had a jacket it may that take weighed an hour. 50 pounds by the time the rain well, was over. that's what I mean. Like, it may last for an hour, but at some point, it starts coming through. Yeah. And and gear in general, no matter if it's Drake or or whatever brand it is, is better nowadays than it was. But really, a lot of those companies have copied Sitka, though. Did you know Rogers now? I just seen their waiters yeah, have the Talon, same straps. Talon bought a, a pair of them. And I they had, had those straps? Yeah, I was like, man, that's, this, that's a huge improvement. Because the, I had the ones before, they were like a plastic with a, like a little circle thing, and it kind of clamped in there. That thing broke. Because mm. it, it was plastic, that. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then they had the... Uh, I, he just got his waiters in from Rogers the other day. Okay. And they had what, those. What did he get? I was like, I was like, these are cool. The elites. Um, the only thing uh-huh. I, I think they may have discontinued the zipper ones because Barney didn't have the zipper ones and we couldn't find them on the website. Barney has zipper He has zip Rogers? zipper Rogers. I don't know hmm. if they I, th- I I was looking the last time I seen him was So two, what's talent? He just got a roll all the way down. 
Yeah, they, they have the the Sitka style straps, straps which straps. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they're fully adjustable and everything. Um, but they don't have the zipper. And mm. They're the two in one, which I okay. had a pair of those. I loved them, man. You mm. take that liner out yep. for early season. Later season, you drop that that liner in there. Nice, yeah. nice pair of waders. Nice pair of waders. I highly, yeah. re- highly recommend those Rogers waders. If I didn't have the Sitka, those would yeah, be the yeah. ones I'd for be sure. wearing. Oh, dude, that's what I'd be wearing too if I didn't have this. So to end this, I want to end this on a positive note. I don't want it to sound like we're right because look at, I ain't changing a thing. We ain't changing anything unless it's for the better. That's all we're trying to do is be better and do better and get better. But I ain't changing nothing because of what people say. People say, "Oh, do do you? Yeah, we are doing. We are doing us, and that that's what we're gonna continue to do. We're not gonna change. And I don't lose sleep at night because of haters and and nasty little comments on videos or Instagram or whatever. I could care less about that. Um, sometimes I respond to him because it's just ridiculous or it's, it's going against maybe Wait, ethics or something yeah, like that. Or sort of that you think it's kind of, it's almost, it's almost comical in a sense. It is. You know? Is. And so you're like, you know, you just make a, 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 you know, it's like when somebody razzes you about something, right? I mean, us, right? We razz each other in the pond. Mm. Like, oh, dude. You know, and, and I take it with a grain of salt. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's just us, you know, having right. fun. And so sometimes you do that back to people and you're kind of be like, yeah, you, you want to be snarky to me. I'll, I'll just kind of like make a, a, a a sarcastic comment uh-huh. back to you, and we do that with people that we love, right? Yeah, yeah. And, all the time. and it's just like it's like you know, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna stop me from doing what you're doing. No, it's not gonna change who you are. You're not gonna be like, oh yeah, I know who did that. You know, forget those people, write them off. You know, mm. it's like okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's life. Yeah, you know, get over it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so the positive thing is what I what I meant to say is after you know ninety five percent of everything is good stuff. It's good comment. And I don't have to, I'm not saying I got to have good comments or it really bothers me. It's not about that. But to me, all this YouTube, the Mid Valley Mercenaries, the podcast is nothing but good. And I don't, I don't seek a, a, pra- a praise or applause. That, that's not why I'm doing this stuff at all. Yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy the people I talk to. I enjoy the hunting I get to do. I enjoy having the guests on that I have on the podcast. Yeah. I love this the relationships. Stuff. Yeah. I love this dude. Yeah. I love it. Has nothing to do with oh good job or and I appreciate all the good words that are said. That's not some people live and breathe for praise. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. Either way. But that being said, I appreciate all you guys that are constantly saying you enjoy it, that you watch it, that you listen to it, whatever you do. We appreciate you guys, and this is nothing but good to me. That yeah. little one percent of negativity, I don't want to focus on that. I'm focusing on the good stuff. And we need to get off here because we're going to go duck hunting. Which All right. Is a positive. Everybody, I hope you guys have a great season. <laughs> yep. Be safe out there. Enjoy the time with your friends and family. And we're keeping we the podcast rolling time. two, three times a week. Stay tuned. We got a lot more to come. And by the way, we hit 79 on the charts today for all wilderness outdoors podcast. Sweet. We're like, we're not even that far behind like meat eater, dude. We're, we're like way up on the list. So thank you guys for that. We'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs>